0: Want to give a huge shout out to everyone who supports the show over at Patreon.com/witchpolice, including our latest patron Kelly. For as little as a couple bucks a month, you can support the show and get access to all kinds of bonus content, early looks at interviews, and much, much more. Again, that's Patreon.com/witchpolice. If you want to support the show, thanks for listening. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm here with a guest who is uh, new to me. I- I'd heard the name before. Um, definitely, uh, one of the things I like to do, I think, as a lot of people who listen to the show know, is I like to kind of dig through Bandcamp and search for literally anything I can find that has Winnipeg or Manitoba as a tag. And then I have this kind of big, massive list of stuff to go through, and I start following everyone I can find. And, and so the guest on this episode is one of the people that I, I first discovered sort of doing that uh, Bandcamp digging. But uh, you've been doing this for a little while, and I think that you have some new stuff that uh, is coming out that's exciting to talk about. So I think the best way way to start this off is if you want to just introduce yourself and give a bit of background about what you do as an artist
2: hey i'm nicholas gozer i go by nikki baby just released my first album back in april it was awesome super empowering and fun to release i'm currently writing my second album i have about seven songs done i want to have 10 or 12 on the album and i have a show coming up in december that hasn't officially been announced yet so i think that'll be the 29th or 30th that's quite exciting. Um, yeah, I write, I write songs, and then I, I'm lucky enough to have some great friends that I bring the songs to when we make them into much bigger, uh, more powerful songs.
0: I noticed looking at the liner notes of, on your Bandcamp of the, the previous album, and you have like a pretty, uh, pretty exceptional list of players o- on the record. So are these all people you'd worked with in other projects before, or how did you get all of them to uh, participate?
2: You know, I'm very lucky that um, I grew up with Adam and Gil, who are um, in Living Hour, and we've been good friends since elementary school. And um, they really um, encouraged me to write songs when I started playing guitar. I only started playing guitar maybe 10 years ago. And they encouraged me just to start writing immediately. So when I um, wrote these songs, COVID hit. And they were like, hey, we should, we're should we in each other's bubble. Let's record these. So I was really lucky to be have the Living Hour guys just be friends with them. And then I've been friends with Corey and Brian for uh, for over a decade. And they were happy to to help out and Brett through Living Hour I Know and Sam through Living Hour I Know. And then when I reached out to Brady to um, mix the album, he was noticed some things on bass that he wants to switch. So I think Brady Allard of Warming is a fantastic musician. So I said, Hey, if you think that this would sound good, you play bass on it. You do you. So it was really collaborative and I'm just lucky to be friends with a lot of fantastic musicians.
0: So, uh, this is the question that, that no one likes answering, and I understand why, but how do you define what you do? Because, I mean, it, it's in listening to it, I mean, there's a lot of things, a lot of uh, genres that could be thrown around, I guess. I mean, some of it's folky, some of it's more kind of indie rock, indie pop. Some of it has sort of real uh, dreamy sort of vibes to it. Some of it could be classified, I guess, as Americana, maybe. What do you call it?
2: I call it indie rock Americana. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, it's... It, um, I don't go in with any, like, hey, this is what I'm going to... I want to label myself. I don't. I try not to um, put constraints on it. It's just whatever I write. If it sounds country, great. If it sounds more um, dreamy or shoegaze, perfect. Um, I, I try not to put a label on it. But if I had, when people ask me, I, I just say Hindu rock, 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 rock But That's- generally, I try not to label it. It's- I try. I try and do a diverse amount of different things. So,
0: is that just sort of naturally what comes out of you, just based on what you've uh, sort of grew up listening to and things like that?
2: Exactly. Exactly. Um, is a lot of it is just from who I take inspiration from. My favorite band is uh, Silver Jews. It's David Berman. He also had a project named uh, called Purple Mountains, which was fantastic. I love the band Girls, and uh, Elliot Smith is one of my all-time favorites. So, a lot of it's just drawing inspiration from those three musicians, and then. Just little bits I hear from here or there. Um, sometimes I'll write something and I'll point out to a, I'll show it to a friend. They'll say, "Oh, that sounds like I'm uh, this." Like I just wrote a song a little bit ago. I showed it to a friend. He's like, oh, that sounds like the Mamas and Papas." And I was like, "Hey, I have not listened to that band since I was a kid. That's that's awesome. I must have been in my subconscious."
0: Yeah, that stuff sticks there, right? You, you get stuff that's uh, been there for for decades, and it finally just sort of worms its way out in the most bizarre ways.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, I guess, I mean, the genre thing, I think you're right that it, it, most people don't want to pigeonhole themselves and, and, and stick to one thing. Do you think that um, having that kind of diversity of sound is helpful in, in terms of, um, you know, where your opportunities may be as far as where you're going to play, what kind of bands you're going to play with on the same bill, maybe what kind of audience is going to pick up your stuff?
2: I hope so. I certainly hope so. Um, I found when I played live, because I was playing with some excellent musicians, it was really able to take a different sound than um, the album. So we were able to say, to make it sound uh, different enough. Well, similar enough that you can obviously hear the songs in them, but it was different enough that it's like, oh, hey, we can adjust this to whatever bill we want to be on. And that was pretty cool. I've only played one live show and that was back in June. And it was it was just like a dream come true. Uh, I recommend it. Anyone who's thinking about doing music, there's no harm in trying. Just like give it a go. You don't have to be the best in the world to have fun and make some good music. If it if it impacts one person and that person's you, great. Um, if you can make some good friends to play with, like I played with Sam Singer and did. That's Danny Hacking is dead, uh, and it was just like so cool to play with them. I feel like I'm a lot closer with those bands since then. And those people, it's pretty, pretty cool. I don't know if that really answers your question.
0: No, it does. It does. And that that's actually an awesome, I like that attitude too, the idea of just, I, I think that we need more people to just go out and do whatever it is they want to do creatively without necessarily being worried about how it's going to, Ooh, how people are going to react to it. I like what you said about whether it's just for you and you're enjoying it, then that's that, that should be enough, right? And I think a lot of people are too constrained by, oh, how is this going to go over? And it's like, if you if you enjoy it, that's going to come through, I think, regardless of what it sounds like or looks like or reads like, whatever it is. Like, if the person who created it is obviously having fun with it and obviously, you know, is being genuine about it, I think that that always shines through.
2: For sure. I, I, this is a little bit off topic, but I saw Slow Leaves um, play this this summer at Real Love. And he was saying how music to him is about self discovery. And I really, that really resonated with me. Cause it's like, you know what, even if you just write something and it's, um, helps you find something out about yourself, like that's, that's power to it. And that's what, like, i would always kind of struggle to see where my music came from. Then when I heard Slow Leaves uh, say it's about self discovery, it really hit home. I'm like, a lot of the songs I write, I don't really know what they're about until they're finished. And I was like, Oh, I guess I was feeling that way. I didn't even, didn't even think of that.
1: Dug myself a hole That was just a failure
0: Well, you described sort of earlier this. This is kind of almost a COVID project in the sense that you started, you know, getting more actively doing this during that time when you were in the bubble. How long had you been writing songs before the pandemic hit?
2: You know, I started playing guitar when I was uh, twenty-two, so that was ten years ago, and I instantly started writing. But a lot of them weren't stuff that I kept around. It was just stuff that I to kind of to learn to write but i think my first song that i wrote i wrote when i was t- that was on this album i wrote when i was 23 so there was one song that was nine years old there was also a song that wasn't even finished till we started recording and it's like okay we need a 10th song pick one that's kind of ready and we'll finish it as a group how so d- this, this whole album was nine to nine to nine years ago to like seven years ago of writing how does that or to years ago how does
0: that compare listening to those songs i mean obviously you've changed them over the years i'm sure and, and having the instrumentalist you had on the record that's going to change it as well but listening to something you wrote nine years ago versus something that is a lot more recent is it obvious to you i mean do, do, when you're listening back to these songs does it sort of have this like vibe of oh this is something i wrote when i was much younger or, or do you feel like it's still sort of similar enough that, that that it fits
2: um i think it fit really well with this album because it was a very biographical album it really was the subject matter lyrically was about like my 20s and my uh I had some mental health struggles in my 20s and some addiction struggles so it was about my addiction struggles and then I had I've been sober for a long time so by the end of the album it was about being sober so it started with addiction struggles and then it kind of went with overcoming them and how life can be good sober so it it, it really worked out kind of naturally well because it told a story accidentally told a story of a seven-year time period in my life where I was overcoming some challenges. So it wasn't intentional, but I think because of that, lyrically, it really goes together well. And because I played with such talented musicians, they were able to make it sound uh, cohesive instrumentally.
0: Does, does dealing with that kind of subject matter, I mean, you know, very autobiographical and, and covering some tough tough times that you had, is it sort of cathartic to get that out, to get to get that out on record and, and to, to have it sort of, and especially playing it live, I imagine, too, that's got to give you some kind of a a boost, I guess, like, you know, um, to your soul or something, just to to, 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 to say that stuff out loud on stage. Is that, is that a thing with you?
2: Yeah, I couldn't put it better myself. It's cathartic. It's like a boost to the soul. That's exactly how, I couldn't think of the words, but that's what it is. It's like, um, getting it out there, not bottling up—it's the opposite of that. It's shouting it out to the world that, "Hey, this is this is me. This is who I am. This is this is what I've been through, and and uh, I'm better for it today." Definitely cathartic, and it was super empowering to actually do it. it. Like to write the songs was one thing. I until I started recording it, I never envisioned it becoming an actual album and then performing it. So it was really just a cathartic, empowering, just dream come true.
0: Well, and now you have.
2: Looking forward to more
0: shows. Well, and that's kind of what I wanted to go to next. I mean, you mentioned you have you have new music in the works. You got more shows coming up. At what point did this go from being sort of a you know a project you were working on over the pandemic to now this thing where you're actively pursuing it? And you, you, there's more on the way.
2: Um, just honestly, when COVID hit, you know, me, myself, Gil Carroll, and Adam saw the way of Living Hour, we we used to jam my songs just for fun. And then COVID hit, and we there was not a whole lot to do. We we're in each other's bubbles, so they had a place to record. So they were nice enough to suggest that we record them. I was thrilled that they were that they would do that with me. And then as soon as we started recording, uh, I don't know what the, their thought process was, but my thought process was like, this sounds pretty darn good. Like let's let's roll with this. Let's get it out. Let's record it all. Let's mix. Let's master it. Like um, put my own money into it, and it was like I'm I'm ha- I'm gonna even if I don't get anything back, this is something I want to pursue. Because um, even if I don't get anything back, monetarily is what I meant. Because like, it, there's so much that I gain from it. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, for the soul. So it just COVID really put into Front Gear. And then once I started recording those songs, I was just like, hey, I've been working on these songs for the last, like I said, nine years. I got to start writing some new stuff. Um, so I started writing and then this new some new stuff. I like to say, I think I have seven new songs written. And um, it's like, once you release an album, you don't just want to put any song out there you want to you want to one up yourself. So I'm really, it's really been fun to challenge myself and not just not just be like, Oh, I'll write what comes to mind. It's like, Yeah, okay, this might be good. But let's work, let, I'm going to work on it for another month, because it's not where I want it to be. So the COVID really kicked into front gear. And then Having the songs recorded inspired me to start writing new songs.
0: Have you uh, have you noticed any kind of um major sonic difference in the new songs you're doing now compared to these previous ones i mean now you're sort of at a different stage covid is hopefully you know over for all intents and purposes it's not over but uh and you know you' were able to play shows you have you have the record out you got new stuff has the, has the sound changed
2: um i definitely think it's less there's a few melancholy songs like the last album was pretty melancholic but um there it's definitely a lot more upbeat this album i think um, at least a handful of the songs are a lot more um, kind of happy. And I feel like some of them have a bit of two, at least two of them have kind of a country vibe to them, which I really like. I think that just comes from listening to a lot of Silver Jews. And uh, I love Wilco's. I think, am not sure if this is their first album, but their album AM yeah is very country. And I just absolutely been blasting that a lot. So I'm just like inspired by it, trying to write more country songs and maybe might only end, uh, end up being one or two, but on the album, but um, I think the lyrics are more mature. Um, I think I think, that it is, I think that it's going in a good direction. I'm really happy with it, That's with, cool. with what I've been writing.
0: That's, that's good to hear, yeah. I'm excited
2: to, I'm excited to bring it to the guys I record with who are so talented and see how they can expand on it and make it sound so much better than I could ever do by myself.
0: Well, here's maybe a question related to that then, because you have this access to this kind of embarrassment of riches with, with players that you're working with. How do these songs work on their own? Like, are, is it possible for you to play some of these to play a show solo, or is it strictly going to be a band project sort of going forward?
2: Uh, I'd like it to be a band project. I could play a song solo. I just don't think it does it justice. I generally write the rhythm guitar and the melody and the vocals, and then like you said, I have this embarrassment of riches. to take your words again. Um, I bring it to these guys, and they help me. Uh, They're uh, more than help me. They take these songs and they transform. Guitar, rhythm, melody, and vocals into this, uh, into full songs. It uh, really speaks to their to their talent that they can take these songs that I've written and make them so much larger.
0: What is sort of the? Uh, I mean, you may not be able to answer this, but what is what is the goal with this project at this point? Do you have sort of something that you have your sights set on for whether it's next year or in the relatively near future?
2: Uh, I'd like to get I'd like to finish writing this album and start recording right away Um but my ultimate goal as a musician is I'd love to be at the point where I can justify printing vinyls for an album I think it would be so cool to have my own vinyl uh, I couldn't justify it for the last album it's just I knew they wouldn't sell like I wanted them to and they're quite expensive to print I think that, that would be so cool to have uh, Nikki baby
0: vinyl one day. That would be cool. I think a lot of people are in that position where it's kind of, it's the dream, right? But it's, it's, it's prohibitively expensive. And then there's this whole backlog. You got to wait forever to get it pressed and everything. But yeah, I think that's, I think anyone in a band wants to see their record, uh, in an LP form. Yeah, For sure. For sure. So for people who are, you know, new to your music and, and hearing you for the first time on this podcast, what's the best way to find out what you're up to? Not only to hear your music that you have out now, but also to sort of follow you and find out when you have upcoming shows and, and, and stuff like that. Because, you know, it's a podcast. Someone could hear it the day it comes out or they could hear it a year from now. And by then, who knows what you're up to? You may have new music out. You might be playing a bunch of shows. So where, where, where does someone find the sounds and the information?
2: Awesome. Thank you for asking. Um, follow me on Instagram. That's Nikki Baby Forever uh, with a 4 um yeah so nikki baby the number four ever uh that's where i post everything i post about who i play with i post about upcoming um shows i post about songs that i'm writing i used to post um acoustic videos but i i just i don't want to post what i uh, i'm working on yet so i want to wait till they're recorded at least but i'm hoping to do a demo in december cool. as well a uh, two-song demo and then i'll probably post that on there but yeah follow my instagram i'll keep giving updates about shows I'm playing, music I'm recording, and who I'm playing with.
0: And then as far as hearing the actual stuff, I mean I listen to it on Bandcamp, but I'm assuming it's on all the various uh ways people yeah, do music Spotify,
2: on. Apple, Yeah, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Bandcamp. I have CDs. Um I'm willing to deliver and uh I charge I think twelve twelve bucks for them, but honestly pay what you can. I'm not I if someone wants to listen to my music, I'm happy for them to listen to it. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you make, I mean, as someone who is, uh, I, I'm stubbornly uh, refusing to uh, do the streaming thing, like all my music I listen to is physical, so I'm going to bug you after the show to uh, f- arrange to get a copy of the CD, because I'm always glad, glad to see people awesome. releasing physical stuff, it's great, it's great.
2: Um, that'd be awesome. I collect vinyls and cassettes myself. Me too, yeah, all massive, of it, yeah. I had a massive CD collection of local um, CDs, I had them all in like a CD binder, yeah. but some, a few years ago somebody broke into my car and... With the few things they took, they took my CD collection. So now I'm just sticking to vinyls and cassettes. I'll buy the odd CD, but uh, yeah. that, that was disappointing. I it was I had quite an epic collection of local.
0: Yeah, but that that's that's brutal. I can't imagine. I, I keep all mine in the house, and I never leave the house with it. But yeah, you never know. Uh, <laughs> you never know what can happen. Hopefully, it all stays stays safe. Um, yeah. Awesome. So, I mean, you, I know you said you have a show coming up in December. That's not you haven't been announced yet. So, people should just check out your Instagram, I guess, to to find out um he's what's happening yeah, there. Still, awesome.